Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. I'm Marshall. You can find Nick and I at Hyperclean Specialist page. It's a group on Facebook. Or, hey, listen, we, we love being interactive with TikTokers. If you're a TikToker, you love creating content, go reach us out to uh, Hyperclean Store on TikTok. Let's interact there. It'll be a lot of fun. Tonight is the Community Pub. And if you're like me, you enjoy a nice cold drink. A couple guys to share with. And some really good discussions about detailing and our car life. I am hopping in tonight. This is a favorite for me. Stone Cloud Brewing. If any of y'all remember Paul, he was the Kramer guy that would jump in on our episodes years ago. Paul was a big Stone Cloud, but he was Stone Cloud Neon Sunshine. It's their Belgian wit. This is their Mosaic Pale Ale. So they call it a crushable beer bonanza, and it is. It's extremely crushable. It's very smooth. Uh, listen, you gotta love the name Chuck Norris. I it another name that I thought was really funny. Apparently, uh, Mike Tyson. Maybe he's done this before. I don't know, but I just saw it come across today. Apparently, he has a new edible out that you can get. It's called Mike's Bites. Like that's just too hilarious. Anybody you know about Mike Tyson? He he loves to bite ears. So you know, it's it's a fun little joke. Chuck Norris. We're gonna get to town and start chugging. So. What are you guys sipping on tonight, Derek? You got a cold beer? Or what do you got? I have a, it's called Star Jockey, and it's a Galaxy Hop Hazy IPA. And it's like got like the old like NES kind of games on. It's pretty good. It's from, um, what's it called? Uh, Yards uh, Brewing Company, which is out of Philadelphia. All right. Nice. Anybody else got a nice cold beer they're sipping on? No? Yeah, I got a Carbock Ranch Water in this thing. Oh, I do water. like Carbock. I had that recently on the episodes. It was earlier in the summer. I like Ranch Water. I had a little kick where I was drinking quite a bit of it. And the Carbock does have a good one. But, boy, I tell you, that silicone pint glass is uh, mighty uh, sharp you got there. <laughs> they can stay colder for longer, man. They do. So what you is Ranch pick- Water? Huh? It's. I think what it's is, like tequila yeah. and soda, right? Or that's what it's supposed to be? I think so. Yeah. Is that like like an out west thing or? Yeah, you can only get it down here in Texas. Oh, (laughs) God. (laughs) Um, No, I mean, it's so you don't have that's interesting, Dustin. You've never seen ranch water. Is it a Midwest thing, Derek? Do you guys have it up north or no? Never heard of it. I mean, I heard you talk about it, but never heard of anyone getting it. I'd try it if I could get it. Wow. I know it's really popular in Austin. Like there's a there's a bar in Austin that like that's what they specialize in and make like a bunch of different ones. So like a jalapeno or jalapeno one. Um, oh, not jalapeno. Oh god. Yeah, like a cinnamon one. Like there's have different. You had, have you had a jalapeno beer, Derek? Have you had yeah. a jalapeno beer? Yeah. Never again. Never ever again. My God, that was the worst. My buddy's like they're great. He kept was raving about. It. Went to Denver. We went to some place. I had them. Never again. My God. Like. Oh. Uh, Dude, it I will, had a. It, uh, it burns the guts. I, I went to so there's a Mexican restaurant here that I absolutely love, and I went there and I was like, you know what, I, I'm gonna get a margarita, and so I get a banana margarita, and uh, they messed it up. Hey, 
and they brought what? me a jalapeno. Yes. Anyway, like a banana it, margarita. Yes, but here's where the story went. He brought me a jalapeno margarita, and I took a giant drink of it, man, and I nearly died. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not good with hot stuff, and I about fell out of the chair. God, mm. no. Joe Clean, I bet you loves to sip on a good margarita here and there. Yeah, I'm a sangria type of guy. Ooh, yeah, interesting, Ooh. interesting little little Mexican wine, huh? Well, I guess it's Spanish, not Mexican. Oh, I think it's still Mexican. Um, Margaritaville is Mexican, I think, because chimichangas and all that stuff—that's Mexican, isn't it? <laughs> No, I think that's also a Texas thing. I don't think that's a, a true Mexico thing yet. That's that's definitely a definitely a Texas thing out there. Uh, All right. So there's 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 two people inside of Car Life that that I've grown to notice. I wonder which two you guys are. Right? There's there's usually two, one or the other. Right? So are you the type that's A to B, straight there? A to B. I'm there to there. Or are you the person that's the A, 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 and then B, right? And I don't mean like the old grandma that's slow. Like, listen, the other day I was at a stop sign and there was one that was taking a right-hand turn. And I swear she looked like a truck driver turning this big old wheel. And she was in this, you know, like a three-year-old car that had plenty of uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> plenty of power to turn the wheel. You, did, you know, you, you got power steering there, lady. Like, really cautious about the way she turned around and she was super slow as she cruised. And listen, I, I'm empathetic to that next weekend. My mom is going to take a little road trip by herself. She's uh, now 79 and we're going over every labor day. We go over to our, uh, we go over to uh hot Springs area. It's Lake Washita. And it was where my mom and dad took their first, uh, like a one year anniversary trip long. I mean, so this was, this would have been like 53, 54 years ago. And then 20 plus years ago, when I started going to college, uh, I went to school in Arkansas and they started that tradition of every Labor Day. Uh, they'd come and watch me play football and uh, then spend the weekend at the lake. And we just continued that tradition on and we'll be back to uh, Lake Washita in Hot Springs. And she will be that little old lady cruising around on the highway that you're like, God damn, you're going so slow. And I, I don't mean those people, but I mean like me, that was today. We're in the mid eighties here in the Midwest. It was a beautiful day. And you know, both times going to, to work and then leaving work, I was on the way home and I was talking with Nick and I was like, listen, man, I'm taking the long road. I am not headed on the highway straight home. I took a cruise down to downtown. I came down this place called Riverside. I just took a nice long cruise. So Dustin, what about you, man? Are you an A to B always? Are you, you like to do a little cruise? And if so, where do you like to cruise to? What's your cruising routine? Uh, if I'm in my truck, I'm going A to B, man. That thing's like riding a camel through the desert anyways. So it is not fun to just cruise around in. Um, fun for highway pools and stuff but uh but if i'm on my motorcycle yeah i'm taking the long way home I'm gonna go hit some twisties and enjoy myself a little bit and when i make it home i'll get there uh so you can you do the dirt bike out on the, the main road 
No, so I've got a I've got a sport bike too. Um, I've got a Yamaha MT09, and a uh, bunch of fun. It's basically they call it a naked sport bike. Um, so it doesn't have all the fairings and stuff, and it sets more upright. Uh, so it's not nearly as hard on your back. And man, it's just a blast to go hit some turns on that thing, go out for a cruise, especially in the evening. That's what I enjoy to relieve some of that stress. That's cool. That's cool. That's that would be nice. All right, Jesse, what about you, man? Are you a A to B straight two, or are you a like to cruise? Or where do you like to cruise at if you're a cruiser? Answer. I, I have so I have a daily, and my daily's on coils and smaller wheels, and the roads are horrible here in El Paso. So if I'm on that thing, I'm going A to B. Um, but I've got a 280ZX sitting on the side of the house and I'm trying to get roadworthy so that I can cruise it on a Sunday kind of thing. You know? Okay. Okay. I like it. Mark? Same thing, man. The, the roads here suck, but um, yeah, most of, if I'm in my cruise, I'm going to go A to B. Um, but if I'm in the Camaro, we have a, we have like a loop here. And so like, I'll take like the, First part of the loop, go to like the east side of town and then just circle back around, take the long way home. And that's a pretty nice drive. There's usually never traffic. I get to cut through, like I get to go through desert in one area, city in the other one, downtown, and then back through the mountain and then I'm back home. So it's a nice little drive when I need to clear my head or something. What long week, you know? Sounds nice. Yeah, that's exactly right. So you got a, you got music playing or you listen to the Pines of Polish podcast? What, what's on your radio? Uh, the Pines and Polishing podcast only. <laughs> no way. No. <laughs> nah, really what music just, do you listen to? Uh, have you guys ever heard of The Weekend? Sings. Oh, of uh, One time. Yeah, yeah. I think last weekend. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I usually listen to him. He's like, it depends on the week, man. If, if we had like a crappy week detailing, then probably just music. But if it's like a good week coming off strong, gotta listen to a podcast, end it off nice, you know? That's cool. Cool. I like it. Joe Clean, what about you, man? I I think the way you were cruising around in that uh, vet a little while ago, you, you're probably a cruiser guy. You just might be a cruiser that's fast. I am an A to B, A to B, A to B, A to B, but I do uh, what you would call it, the AA of just cruising around. <laughs> so uh, right now, uh, the A to B is every day you know hustling and bustling doing the mobile or heading to the shop but i do have an occasional like gotta take a stop or just take the long way home so i don't know it just it can click like like one moment i'm a to b but i'll just detour just because i see something new today how far away are you from just rolling down to the ocean and cruising along seaside uh five minutes i'm five minutes away from uh south shore which is in ruskin yeah so i'm not that far take from a the... moment of silence for joe let's take a moment <laughs> of silence for joe <laughs> so i'm sorry yeah i'm five minutes and um since you was talking about your mama being a grandma um i came to this conclusion today that everybody that drives slow tends to run the stop sign <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm honking the horn like, are you not in the rush? But as soon as they get to the stop sign, they just keep going through it. <laughs> that is hilarious. Good observation. Derek, you're in the Tacoma. Are you a cruiser or no? 
No, I'm kind of an A to B kind of person. Like if I got a, especially if it's been a long day of detailing, I just want to get the hell home. So I usually just, you know, I don't, if I don't have to make any stops, I ain't making any stops. I'm going right, right home. Never, huh? Never, never out on a cruise, huh? Ever. No, not really. Have you ever been? I mean, was it high school? Was that ever a thing for you? I mean, I know here in the Midwest in Oklahoma, and it's interesting. They've actually they had too many problems on our main cruise drag that they closed it down. I mean, oh. for literally 40, 50 years, people always cruise what's called Memorial. And uh, I found out about uh, four or five years ago that there's just too many issues and uh, yeah. that the cops don't let people cruise it anymore. So, I mean, but we always, I mean, it was, it seemed like almost every weekend you go for a cruise, but then that was, you know, high school being out cruising, having a fun time. You never did that? Never was a part of it? I mean, I never, never really had like a, like a Camaro or anything like that. My, my hot, hottest car I ever had was I had a Mazda 3 that I put a spoiler on. So I think I, <laughs> I cruised in that a little bit, but. I was always that- the passenger. Don't get me wrong. Oh. I was always the passenger in the car. I didn't have a cool car either. Yeah, I didn't have nothing. My buddies had well, actually, my my buddy had a um, he had a 1969 uh, Belvedere that he souped up, and we used to go cruising in that. So I'd be the passenger in that. And we used to there was a couple old like uh, warehouses that they were tearing down, but the roads were still the parking lots were still open, and he used to do burnouts and stuff in that like late at night, but. That was about it, but for me personally, I never really did it. I was always like, I had never had a nice car to do it. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, we got a couple of new guys here. It's cool to see. Uh, what was it Martinez? Martinez, good to see you, man. Uh, and we've got Edwards. I've been Let's here before. See. Mountain View, Detail. Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. Before, yeah. yeah, nice. How's everybody uh, doing? Antonio Pops, I think I know you from online, right? Yes, sir. We met over at MT as well. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Do you have one of those cool pint glasses too, like uh, like the other guys? Oh, of course. I'm at the gym right now. Otherwise, I otherwise I'd be drinking. Dude, you hadn't seen the the listen. I love the amount that reels are exploding, and you know, even on YouTube, they're exploding with their shorts. There's one that I was watching this guy at the gym and he's, he's acting like he's cracking open a beer and he's got weights with it and he's working on, oh working on his chug. <laughs> I have a buddy of mine who used to bring tequila to the gym. He said that was his pre-workout. I think he had more problems than he really wanted to admit to. Um, yeah. I, I stick to pre-workout legitimately and we'll keep it at that. I'll drink on the weekends. Yeah. Jeez, that it, pre-workout's scary though. It's a little bit much. Pre-workout is scary. It's like, what the hell is in that? I mean, my heart just starts going, uh. In between deadlift and sets over here. Nice. Cool, man. So what about you? Are you a cruiser or are you just straight A to B? No, I'm, so I wasn't for a while. In high school, I always had a car that, I mean, it wasn't anything crazy, but all my buddies in high school had nice cars. So we always cruised around and blared music and was that, that group of people with the big subwoofers and lights in our cars and all kinds of nonsense, so. I now I'm A to B. Gas is too expensive for me to cruise in my truck. So, but uh, I was for a while. I used to cruise. I mean, every Friday, Saturday, we go down to a local beach and we drive on the beach and enjoy it and come back. So, that's cool. Hey, I'm gonna mute everybody else that's not talking because we got some background noise. All right. And then when it's time to talk, just unmute. So, Antonio, that's cool, man. So you're in in the middle of deadlift. Thanks for hopping in. That's cool. Uh, yeah, I always wanted we, to hop in, so I figured I saw your post on Facebook. I was like, oh, I got a little bit of time. I, mean, I won't be here for long, but I want to come in and say hi to everybody. 
Definitely, clean, man. That's what that's what community is all about, man. Thanks for hopping hyper in. Hyperclean coatings have changed my career. <laughs> They've changed my life, man. Uh, the one step right into one year, even no steps into the one year. You know, the pain correction idea that we've all talked about. For so I know I see Dustin. I always hear him preach on it. So uh, I got a brand new Ford Bronco on Friday, and it's coming from the dealership. I've already looked at it. I'm slapping Uno on it right away. I mean, the client doesn't want pain correction. He's not going to get pain correction. That's what it is, you know? So this is Dude, the idea. Awesome. And I, I do it mobily, so I'm outside all the time. So even the coatings outside, I know you're not supposed to. But, you know, they, they're just so easy to use. And even in the Florida heat, they, they just hop on, hop off really easily. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hyperplane. My, my no, two you cents. Yeah, you, you can do uno and dos. I'd tray outside. Oof. No, no, no. That's, no. that's rough. That's rough. No. And because I'm, I'm mostly correcting with tray, I'm not – my polish doesn't come out in the sun, so – Oh, remind everybody it. what part of Florida you're in. Uh, Tampa, Florida. Oh, yeah? Why don't yeah. you get old Joe clean over there and do some uh, pumping with you? Oh, I, all right, Joe. Let's make it happen, brother. I didn't even know you are local. Let's make it happen. Yeah. Yes, sir. I'm not far from uh, West Chase, uh, Oldsmar area. So, uh -huh. yeah, he, If you're familiar with the area, you'd understand that. Joe, Joe knows where that is. So. Yeah, he yeah. knows where it is. Right, right up on the Brandon area. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I was up there last week. Man, I wish I'd have known that with a culture. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, you know, I appreciate I'm, um, your name and I'll reach out to you. Yeah, absolutely. We'll do, man. I appreciate that. Cool, guys. Hey, enjoy your workout, man. Really, it really means a lot. I tell people that all the time. Like, hey, hop in if you can stay five minutes. Cool, man. Thanks for hopping in. Absolutely. And... I'll, I'll be back regularly as I can. So, all right, bro. Sounds good, man. Enjoy your workout. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Y'all have a good night. Yeah. Supreme, what's cracking, man? All right, let's unmute, man. Are you a cruiser guy? Or are you a, or I think you are, man. Don't you cruise? Used to be. Like, yeah, Used to you be. Like yeah, yeah, cruise, yeah. I've, I've been riding shotgun since like 93. Big wolfers in the back. You know, in, in those uh, older days came, it was like the club let out. Wait till the club gets out, you know, link up with people. That was that was the jam back then, you know. No doubt, a little pioneer. Put your put your CD in. Have your subwoofers in the back. Oh, no it was doubt. tapes back then. It was tapes. <laughs> oh, no doubt, no doubt. For me, it was tapes. But then, you, as you got a little bit, the more, CD was a little evolution. Nineties, you know, later nineties. Yes. I listen. I was joking with on a different episode that I was talking about, and it was. Does anybody remember the the CD Walkmans that you would put the little tape deck into? Oh, yeah. Into oh, the yeah. Tape and the wire would come out, and mm -hmm. you would have to usually write like some people are shaking their head, and some people are like, no. So this is the way it was. You would have this. You would have this. Basically, it looked like a book almost, a small book, and you put your your CD in, and then. A little wire would go to your tape deck with this like fake looking tape thing that I never understood. <laughs> I never could. That was the coolest technology that it looked like a tape, but then it read a CD. I, I still don't know how they did that. I'm sure it's super simple. But as a young kid, I was always amazed. I was like, God, this is cool. Like you just put it in and suddenly. So your little CD Walkman, though, it would skip oh, nonstop. Okay. Right. Oh, yeah. Whether you walked with it or then especially I had a uh, Suzuki Samurai was when I really remember using it. And little Samurai, you'd stick the, the, the DVD, I'm sorry, the CD player over here on the on the on the other seat because, well, you needed some type of comfort. If it wouldn't work, you'd move it over to your lap. 
while you're trying to, I was a standard at the same time. So I was trying to control this Walkman. Then have you guys seen the meme where there's a guy like holding the steering wheel and he's got this big book of CDs and he's trying to flip through it? Yes. That was Probably. life, right? Yes. Yes. Stick. I got a Walkman in my, you know, the, the CD Walkman in my lap and I'm trying to flip through to get a new CD and then you stick it in. But half the time that the Walkman just skipped, skipped all the time. My, uh, my first car, my radio got stolen. So I was rolling around with a boom box beside oh, me. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. oh, man. Oh, yeah. That's how, uh, that's how it improvise, right? That's what we do, right? So definitely. Yeah. You know. That's awesome. All right, Edward. Uh, North Carolina, is that right? Mountain View, you said North Carolina? Yeah, North Carolina, up in the uh, Asheville area. Yeah. You a cruiser? Because, I mean, I bet you, you, listen, the views that you always put out, I would imagine you got to cruise quite a bit. It, it's and we were, we were just thinking about, or talking about this today. I, I don't have anything to cruise in right now. I've kind of sold off all my vehicles. I added another van to the fleet, and uh, bigger ones, so. I need to get in something else. I'm just kind of waiting to see how this winter goes. Just make sure we stay busy. Okay. But yeah. yes, back in high school when I had vehicles, yeah, we, we cruise the parkway all the time. Honestly, I'd, I'd love to have a bike and cruise the parkway, but it's kind of with those things. I'm, I'm scared to get hurt or something like that. Cause well, if I'm down, then the business is down. So <laughs> way yeah. i kind of see it so i just i kind of stay away from the motorcycles listen i i'm with you man that's i <laughs> dustin's he's safe he's careful he, he's got it but listen i'm with you man I've, I've always just been too like i'm good like no worries yeah all right hey brandon good to see you man i know you got the little ones and everybody your house is always busy and going crazy uh i think you said the other day you had a uh, another one of your uh, events where you were hosting a trivia night at a brewery. So glad to hear that that's continuing and doing well. Brandon, we're talking and I imagine, you know, if Edward's in North Carolina and you're in South Carolina, I imagine it's probably pretty similar. He got some views, but are you a cruiser? Do you ever like just cruise around? It doesn't matter. Or are you A to B all the time? Yeah, I cruise around sometimes, especially uh, after work. It's kind of, chill out that time between working going to get kids roll the windows down right. and cruise yeah so what's a cruise look like for you you said windows down what music are you listening to <laughs> you'll probably laugh i've been listening to a lot of afro man here lately because i thought he only had one song i really i mean he's come here to oklahoma he, he set up basically i think he got tied in with the company and doing some private labeling on some some stuff, but he's created a, a brand, and I mean he's been in Oklahoma like, listen, like at least every three weeks, every month, and sometimes twice a month. He's always got his full get up. It's super cool to see. <laughs> um, but I really thought he only had one song. I what what other songs does he have? Uh, I mean that first album, but uh, you know because I got high, that was. A really good album but there's a there's a few good albums on there or songs on there but he's got a bunch of different albums and they're all 
pretty much about the same thing smoking weed and you know women so <laughs> they all got good beats <laughs> make you laugh right, so you're cruising around south carolina jamming to afro man yeah just put a uh-huh. uh, put some speakers in the uh the colorado so you know it's a good time yeah cool i like it all right so let's get into our talk tonight because uh we're going to continue on through as we're journeying discussing ceramic coatings and we've talked about you know is is prep really the key is it more important than the application we've talked about lighting we've talked about situations with dust now i've i've met the the way i met joe clean was at one of the the training events that i have hosted and i've always firmly believed in trainings i'm learned and believed in getting knowledge right uh we definitely Derek I think uh, didn't we we hung out at uh, one that we did up uh out there yeah um so there's there's been times that listen I've gotten to see hundreds of detailers come through and so I want to go over some of the main things that I see as problem areas and then pick your guys brains and see what you guys think with some of your applications okay so let's start talking about the application of putting on a ceramic coating, right? Everything's prepped, everything's done. You got your lighting situated, everything's great, okay? So you definitely got to put on, I'm a firm believer of putting on gloves, right? Let's first talk about that. I'm a glove guy, I'm going to put on gloves, but that's as far as I go. Does anybody just throw your hand up? You know, anybody put on a respirator or you, you put anything else on to for personal protection or is gloves it? All right, gloves is it. Right? Everybody's gloves. All right. Nobody's nobody's doing respirators. I know before oh Joe, what like now I think there's isn't there like a way to raise your hand inside the chat or something? Yes, there is, but I'm thumbs down because I don't sometimes wear gloves either. Oh okay. I couldn't sit yeah, my bad. Yeah. It's, I mean, I wear a glove here and there, but honestly, on a good day, sometimes I don't wear gloves. It's just what it is. But again, that's about the only thing I would if I did. If I did 10 cars, I probably wore gloves once or twice. Hey, Joe, have you ever uh, tried to wash your hands after you got coating on your hand? You see, like, the hydrophobics? Yep. It's, like, all bubbly. We'll get coating on my hand. I got a thick two-sided, the separate, you know, one side is gray, one side is green. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Holding on my hand, per se. It's a slow process. So, I mean, I'm not making a mess. And Sometimes when I'm on, like, towel two or whatever. Yeah, coating tape. Yeah, yeah man, not- I get it on my hand. I, I follow what you're saying. Mine feels, like, a little rough almost, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, sometimes, like, I'll go to, like, wash my hands afterward because I feel, like, slick, like, almost, like, oily. And I could see all the bubbles on my hands. So, like, I have a video where, like, I'm comparing my hands and, uh yeah it's just funny you got me yeah, thinking it's funny look into it i never noticed that yeah you'll see that bubble i don't know if it's like the coating we use sometimes or if it's like because it doesn't happen with like like uh like spray sealants or spray coatings you know it's only like um like true ceramic coatings that i'll put my hand underneath the water and yeah it'll bubble and i'll put dawn on it and try to scrub it and it doesn't come out it takes like a day i recommend gloves bro yeah, okay put on a glove yeah definitely yeah, put on a glove all right, so the number one problem that most people have, uh, you know, after you get prepped, you get you got your gloves on and you're ready to go, 
is the amount of product they put on their applicator. It's the first problem that everybody gets into, okay? Here's the recommendation that I've always believed in, 15 to 20 milliliters, uh, you know, if it's a really small car, maybe 10. Sometimes people like to go a little bit too, too much and they're OCD and they're like, how many drops on the applicator? I'm like, I don't, I mean, depends on what size panel, depends on what the heat humidity is, I don't know. I don't actually like the droppers and dripping it. I'd like to actually remove it and pour it directly on the applicator. That's me because I don't like sitting there waiting for it to drop out. And I'm not going to do like two or three drops. Like I'm going to put plenty of product on the applicator. My point to everybody has always been, listen, you're going to get, and let's just throw out a number. It's not about, you know, what somebody gets in one place over the next, let's just say 200 bucks. Okay. Or if you're doing, tray and you're at a thousand, you know, or dose and you're at 600, whatever you're getting 200, 600, 000, whatever you're getting. Why skimp out on a couple milliliters? That's only five, 10 bucks. It's never made any sense to me for people to not put enough product on their applicator. That's the first problem that everybody always has. They just try and skimp too much product. So I've even been known to throw a full 30 milliliters on a, on a full-size vehicle. Don't skimp. You're making plenty of money. Don't skimp your customer. The first problem everybody always has. So you got plenty of product on your applicator, and you're going to go wipe it on. Dustin, talk to us about how you find a section. What is it that you look for that you find that you want to apply a coating? For me, right, I'm always starting at the hood and top left, right? And then I'm working my way around, but I always start there and I look for a body line or a curvature that I can start my little kind of puzzle as I go. What's your system? What do you look for? Uh, so for me, um, I start with the driver's side front fender. I work the front clip and then around. Now this probably relays back to when I worked at the dealership many years ago we started waxing the vehicle at the driver's side front fender and working our way around. So it's just stuck with me. I like that process. Um, depending on which coating I'm working with, like if I'm working with Trey, um, I'll split the fender in two. If I'm working with Uno or Dose, I'm doing the whole fender and then taking it off. Uh, but it's funny you mentioned the whole droplet thing. I seen this TikTok video where this guy was talking about uh, Modesta and how they teach them to split the pad into like six different sections. And they put, they take one milliliter from the little dropper and put it on. And that relates into so many microns or what I'm like, what? I'm like, dude, I'm taking, I am dousing that pad. Like, I don't even care. I'm just soaking that thing up, smashing it around in my hands and I'm going to town. I don't care to use the extra product. The hyper clean coatings are very affordable anyways. Um, so that's my theory, but, uh, if we can jump back to the glove talk for a minute, um, I like the theory of if it's on you, it's in you. Um, uh -huh. I used to be a technician and you don't see mechanics live to a very, you know, long years. Mechanics don't live long. <laughs> so, and detailing is a fairly new industry. So think about that, put some gloves on. Um, take care of yourself because we don't we don't know what all's in this stuff. But uh, yeah, man, I, I'm starting at that front fender. Okay, Derek, what about you, man? Where do you start? What's your little process of you trying to find a body line, or what, what do you do? 
Um, kind of like what Dustin was saying, um, I, I need to start on the driver's uh, left side of the hood just to kind of see how the coating is going to lay down usually for the first. So if I'm using like Uno, like, like you said, I'll do half the hood. I know that stuff, you can get away with half a panel. Um, dose, the same thing, you can get away with a whole, the whole panel if you really want to. Tray, I'll usually split it up and do about half, but I kind of do a, I'll lay it on kind of thick in the beginning to get the, the applicator nice and saturated. I'll do a small section just to kind of see the flash time so the wind starts beating up. And then once I, I go, okay, cool, I can I can get a good amount of it done before I need to, to um, buff it off. I'll uh, then go, okay, cool. And then I'll probably start doing, but with, even with Trey, with um, some of the, um, if it's not too hot, you can get a whole panel done. So it, it really depends on what you're trying to do, but you got to watch your temperatures, or at least I've seen. But I'll try doing what you guys were saying, like the left side, and then just kind of work my way around. But I'm notorious for like, after I'm done, I'll always go, oh, crap, the roof. And then I'll have to go and start doing the, the roof on one side. But I'll usually, so lately what I've been doing is I'll do the roof first and then go down to the, to the left side because I've forgotten the roof on a car one time where I thought I was done. And then I was standing there looking at the car and I was like, oh, I take all the stuff back out and do the roof again. Oh, yeah, that's rough. When you finished and then you're like, oh, shit. And you, you realize yeah. you forgot something. Yeah. yeah. Now, now I try to do it first, just like, okay, cool, it's done. Or I'll do the glass first. If I'm, if we're getting, if they got a glass coating too, I'll do the glass first, the roof, and then we'll go down to the left side and then just kind of work our way around. Yeah. Cool. All right. So the other thing that we see so many people that struggle, the next thing that is the biggest struggle for people, and it can go one of two ways generally in this struggle is when they find their spot and we've got a panel. Joe, you'll remember this, that the, some of the guys that struggled in the training that you were at is they move their hands either incredibly too slow because they're very insecure mm -hmm. and they don't understand. They're like, oh, I don't want to mess up. And they literally just move their hands like this. I mean, it's so slow. And you're like, what in the world's going on here, man? I'm like, hey, this isn't rocket science. Just you, you got to move your hand like you got to get it put on or they go the opposite and they're way too fast and they're just sloppily putting it on and then they're crossing over the body panels or the, into the other side and they've got all this issues going on. Brandon, when, when you're doing it mobile, walk us through just a little bit. It's hard to do audible wise. And I'm not going to try and tell you to do that, but how do you kind of figure out the speed to go when you're doing mobile? You're looking for something to happen. It's probably how quick those beads form. It's probably as you're moving the pad across the applicator, you can kind of see some of it starting to go quicker. Well, what is it that you look for as a mobile detailer? There's going to be a lot of people that want to know this because there's, as it's already been said, many people didn't think that they could coat outside. People didn't think that they could ceramic coat as a mobile detailer. Hyperclean Uno and Dose, perfect for that situation. What do you do using HyperClean Uno and Dose uh, as a mobile detailer to think about speed? I mean, I start looking, you know, I'll do a small section to see how quick it's going to flash. And then, you know, I can determine how big of an area I can go in at that point. A small section, what does that mean? Is that like a, a two by two? Foot? You know? Is that two inches? Yeah. What is it? Maybe like, you know, foot by foot, a little square, just see how quick it's going to flash. And then we can, you know, kind of go from there and i always i mean i got to where I, I carry a tent too so i like cover half the car and then move it to the back half 
and you know try to keep it in the shade as best I can but even then you know it's still it's still warm outside so you just you know work out small sections see how fast it's going to flash and then you can you know move on accordingly from there yeah I like it the the thing that most people then start to wonder is what what towels am I supposed to use what am I how am I supposed to do this right I've got to wipe off I've got a certain amount of towels uh, some people say use one towel some people say use five towels it can go all across the board but there's definitely been a lot of curiosity around towels what kind of towels how do I do this and that's where I really find it fascinating and listen this is Nick, thanks for hopping on. This is this is right up Nick's alley because he really put this together. And it took me, as Nick and I were talking, it took me a little bit of an adjustment because I used a couple different towels before. But the way Nick has specialized our leveler towel, uh, it's <laughs> listen, I, it's the best way to, to do that first level wipe. I love the quality of towel, the plushness and what it is. Nick, what is it about the leveler? Why is it? Why does it do what it does and why'd you pick it? Yeah. So I think what people, people are, are wiping up too much coating on the first wipe. Mm. If you guess wrong, let's just say you, you know, Hey, I see the beads with Uno. It looks like it's ready to go. And I start wiping too early and we're talking seconds here. We're not talking minutes. You know, we're talking about, so anything I can leave on the surface, because what you're actually supposed to be doing with your first wipe is not removing a ton of material. It's to actually help you level the coating out to any spot you may have missed, even if you cross hatch, whatever. And, and because microfiber is such a great technology, you're going to start picking up some of the solvents that are being released. You're not actually trying to pick up coating. And so I find that most guys aren't delivered enough with this first wipe. This is a very slow wipe. With the leveler towel, you're not trying to, to buff the surface. You're truly trying to level the coating. I know when we teach team members first time laying a coating, they'll wipe with the towel the first time, and you'll see that crazy wipe like they're washing a car because it's instinctual. Uh, we move really slow on that first wipe. Mm. Uh, you're going to find that your coating is going to react a little bit better if you just kind of wipe a little slower at the beginning. The second towel, which we use, I think you, you could go with uh, the Big Bird towel, the Anchor towel, but personally, I love the Versatile because it's not so high pile, it's more dense. So you're looking for a more dense towel on your second wipe. You go through, your first time wiping with that towel is like now medium speed. You flip it over and that's when you do your final buff. You really could pretty much coat with any type, I've coated, you know, Dustin, uh, you know, brought up a difficult coating to work with. I worked with difficult coatings in 2010. This is the system that essentially we built inside of my company. A lot of people that I did business with ended up copying it, coating companies, whatever, at their trainings. This is the leveler towel is not high pile. It's a very low pile dense towel. And if you move it across the surface slowly on that first wipe, You'll see exactly why it's the perfect first first towel to use. And it's no more difficult than that. And that's why so many people have to use three and four towels because they don't have the right initial towel. And that was me. Uh, like Joe, I mean, during those the trainings that I used to put on, I would have people use two to three towels 
um, and I'd have them lay it out and you have different colors and have it in it. It was a good system, but it just wasn't as good a towels as the leveler. And now you really, I just need two levelers for a car and I'm, I'm good. I don't really need anything well, else. And what you find out is it doesn't soak safety. up. Yeah. Right? It doesn't soak yeah. up. So your leveler towel is not soaking up all the bad material, right? It's just kind of pulling some solvents off the surface while spreading your coating out. By the time you get to your second towel, I think you'll be amazed when you have the right system. And look, I've had to sand hold doors back in the day because of a high spot. So you had to become really good in 2010, 11, and 12 if you wanted to install coding. Otherwise, it wasn't going to be profitable. You were going to spend all your time fixing a mistake. And this is just, this was like forced on me. It wasn't like I, you know, had some grand thought. It was just trial and error forever. And, and now I don't ever sweat putting a coating on now. I mean, I, I can't tell you the last time we had a high spot in my shop. And I'm not saying it from an ego perspective. It's just the system is now so dialed in that it just, it just kind of goes with the, so easily now. And with our coating system, it's kind of, it's kind of unbelievable. Derek, it looked like you had a question. No, I was going to say, I'm, I'm kind of with you, Marty, where, where you're saying, um, just the two level of towels that's and that's pretty much all i need but I, i've seen people using like three or four different towels but the last like you know four or five cars i did it was like literally i just get my two brand new ones you do the first one gets most of it off second one gets the rest of it off and i'm just like huh, i'm done like you know you're and you're looking you don't see nothing so even you kind of go on the edges make sure you're getting pushing anything off but most of that towel the three the 300 gsm like lower towels just suck up most of the stuff and it's no problems yeah and we all have different techniques, right? This is the part that many of us have different techniques and, and I get that and it's cool. And I don't want to focus too much on that except for this point here. And I would like you to talk about it is when we're going over with that first initial wipe. Okay. One of the main problems that I always saw on the first wipe is that people would cross over their body line. And you, that's why it was so important when I talked about earlier of you need to pick out your line, right? Whether that's a curvature and then it comes to a point or whether that's a whole panel, whatever it is, a section that you're working on, that first wipe, you really need to try and keep it even with that section. You shouldn't, tr you should not go over, right? That's generally the, the big problem that people have when they're learning or working with coatings is they start to wipe with that first towel and sometimes they go over their section. Then they've pushed some product over and they might not come back on their second towel or security wipe and get that part because they go, oh, you know, I, I'm just working on this section. So you really got to make sure that when you're doing that initial wipe, you stay inside of your box and section. Dustin, have you found that to be true? I'm sure you have. Have you been training people that have come in and out of your organization? Well, what is it that you really try and hone in on when you're doing that first wipe? How do you make sure not to push some product too far? Yeah, so uh, I, I like the whole S wipe, right? Um, and we always do, you know, try not to cross over that body line. Um, like I said, we split, you know, split fenders in half or whatever, split doors in three, you name it. So we're trying not to cross over. 
so we don't want to push product over because that's how you get a high spot um you know or areas that you can pick up water that type of thing so i found with that having two towels something like the cookie monster is the last towel we're going to wipe with um so we'll take like a 350 dsm uh that's going to be our first wipe we'll flip that towel wipe a second time and then finish off with the cookie monster towel and that's basically eliminated all of our high spot issues and uh, ever since we started doing that method, we haven't had any problems unless the instance you pick up a little bit of water. But uh, I know you guys out there aren't picking up water, right? Oh, gosh, that's the worst, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I yeah. mean, I'm glad you mentioned that because we should have really talked about that way long ago. You're right. You're right. That little water in the cracks is horrible if you don't get it out. Listen, as Nick, Nick introduced me. Everybody had done using air blowers before, but I just never, I just never got into it. I just never no. got into it. I always used a towel or, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe because so many guys that I would go into dealerships at, this is the worst way to use air is they would get, you, you've all seen those little triggers that you can use on the inside of a car. And it's like a little air gun that you pull the little trigger. They're usually red or black. You can even pick them up at AutoZone and some of those places. And they're used to blow out cracks. A great tool, right? Great tool to use. The amount of detailers inside dealerships in Oklahoma, maybe it's different elsewhere. I can only speak to Oklahoma. That is the most annoying way to dry a car is using those little air blowers and trying to get it at like, Listen, the way air blowing technology has gone with using leaf blowers, I really thought it was strange when I started seeing detailers use leaf blowers, but it makes sense. Nick uses it all the time and his guys use it all the time. Uh, I began using some, and you're right, Dustin, that is the best way to get, because you get a little water in that crack, and then if you hit tray, anybody ever done that? Anybody hit yeah. tray with a little bit of that water? Instant, instant high spot, instant, you're oh done. shit. Like, oh God. Yeah, it's uh, we had that today. We had a uh, 2022 Jeep uh, Willys Edition uh, Recon Adventure or something like that. I'm sure, Marty, you know all about that. And uh, no, cool Jeep. That'd be Nick. Uh, yeah. Nick's, Nick's got all that stuff. <laughs> so, anyways, we were doing the fog light bezel there. And what do you know? Logan picks up the water right there. I'm like, oh, gosh. So we had to break out the little pads and polish and level it in man what a headache but uh I, i'm glad you guys are all leaf blower guys i tried it i'm just not sold i lost you a little bit what you uh, I, i'm not a leaf blower guy i'm oh, glad it works blower. for you yeah, yeah. yeah. I, i'm glad it works for you guys it just uh, i don't know it doesn't do it for me now the blow the little blower machines are great i mean they work good when they yeah. heat up but um more or less only if it's a coated car but you know then again we're out here working on giant ee bubba trucks too so hmm. joe clean are you a leaf blower guy how what do you do to get your water out of your cracks um i use uh go to northern they delete that they don't leave at all to clean my cracks um so i use air that little red nozzle from AutoZone. The one I, I was talking about, that's what you use. Are you kidding me? Joe, Joe, Joe that's the worst thing ever. I hate that thing. It hurts my ear when I get in a circle. 
you know, like especially in the wheels, it whistles. Dude, it sucks. And don't have in your AirPods. Oh, yeah. Dude, it just hurts your ear. But again, I grew to, I, I, I am okay with it now. But when I first started, it was like, ow, ow, like really hurt. But yeah, the, I just hate when I thought I got all the water because it really blows water out of the cracks. But when you get to the, like that side view mirror, like somehow it retains what it's like the water crawls upward until you go to coat sometimes and then it comes back down. It's like, yeah. that's so true. That's yeah. so true. I've done that too. I've gone, how did this water go up? It seems like it really went up because I swear I got all this out. I could have swore I got all the water yeah. out. I use the the air because I got an 80 gallon tank at my shop. So I'm always using air. I got a leaf blower in the back of my car, my, my, my truck because of Instagram, man, that, oh, that's so annoying for me. I'm so used to the quick shot of air. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I'm, I love my air. I love my air blower now and I stick to it followed up with the orange crush towel. And I, I absolutely love it. All right. So the final wipe. All right. So, so that, the first initial wipe, a lot of the problem is people push too far. The final wipe, the problem that people have is then they don't go far enough. They actually don't get into the cracks. They don't get into the crevices. It's really weird watching people do that. Mark, what do you do as a precautionary when you're making sure that you're using your final wipe? What's your process to make sure that you get everything off? Um, yeah, for us, I think we usually, so first towel, well, back to towel one, towel one, uh, we stay within the square. Like, let's say we did a two by two square and then for towel two to make sure we get everything we're going beyond it. So like, let's say I'm doing door to door, Bingo. I'm going back to like, if we're doing a four door car, I'm going like, if I'm in the rear or passenger door, um, I'm going to the, to the fender, to the other, to the front door. You know what I mean? I'm going door to door completely, um, trying to get it get everything and then you know like sometimes we're like the coating you can see like getting pushed like you can like push the high spot almost um we're going until that's gone so we're wiping longer than us so we coat shoulder to shoulder but we're wiping i'm wiping from garage to garage uh to front door you know what i mean yeah i like it edward you got anything uh to add to that is it pretty similar or do you got anything that you do in, in your technique yeah it's pretty similar except <clears throat> I start with the roof. Uh, I hate doing the roof, so I'll start with the roof. That's the first thing I do. And typically, you know, if I'm playing Uno, it's out in the sun. Majority of the time, the roof and the hood's going to be the hardest or the hottest parts of the car. So I just try to knock them out before I get down to the sods and windows and everything like that. All right. So we've mentioned a couple times the word high spot. Edward, how do you... How do you find a high spot as a mobile detailer? What are you looking for and how do you kind of deal with it? So the way I do it, man, I, I go over, I use two or three towels depending, I guess, how hot it is. Um, but sometimes I'll use a two towel method and then I'll have a guy behind me going over it with another towel. And typically he's the one looking for the high spots. Uh, he's got the, the little light out, the polishing light. Uh, if we don't have lights set up, I uh, kind of show them what to look for. Um, sometimes I'll even leave a high spot for new guys to show them, like, hey, this is what you need to look for. I'll go through and polish it out. Um, I only do that with Uno, though. Don't do that with, like, dose or tray or anything. No, no. Yeah, um, so I actually – we did – one of our trainings that we did was at the Rupes facility, 
and I paired up with Jason Rose on this one and he taught all the prep work and then I taught the application and, and we put down a, a, a high spot and he got out his, his little nano and he was going to show me how to get it off. And the third time that he attempted, he looked it up for me and he goes, wow, this is pretty good. After five attempts, he finally got it off. So absolutely right. Trey, don't mess around with high spots. Like, don't do it. Trey's rough, rough on the high spots. That's why, you know, we say it's, it's definitely you got to do it as more of that. It's more of that professional grade. It's what people are probably you're going to have to get a certification type. It's that level. It's extreme. So everybody else. Yeah. Uno and dose. It's perfect. It's super easy. Ready to do. Cooking with Nick, man. Good to see you on. Uh, you got anything on the menu tonight? I think we're about to uh, throw a steak on, but it's last minute, and I don't really have plans for it. This is what I got in the fridge. It's thawed and it's ready to go on. So, yeah, that's what now my mom got ready. Now you're talking Nick's <laughs> language, cooking steak. All right. Right. Are you are you doctoring up with all kinds of crazy stuff? Or are you going straight salt and pepper? I think we're just doing straight salt and pepper. I might add some yolk to it later. Um, it's going to be a basic. We're just going to have some meat. Okay. Basic on the night. grill, or are you doing it on the yeah. cast iron? We'll do it on the grill. Okay. All right. Well, we look forward to seeing the results, uh, no doubt. That's some mushrooms, too. Ooh, little oh. mushrooms. All right. Uh, Brandon, what about you as you're pushing around uh, on that final towel? How are you ensuring not to get a high spot? Um, I mean, I just, you know, I'll, I'll do two to three towels and then, you know, you always kind of get on that 45 and try to make sure you got all the, all the product off. And, um, I used to be real bad about like between like fender to door and door to door, like I'd leave a big streak. So that's like one of the main areas that I try to look for and I'll be sure to maybe do a little extra wipe there. So I'm not leaving any high spots into that area but that's usually you know if i can get on that kind of a 45 degree angle and kind of look down the panel take a lot and you know follow the lot and look through the panel and make sure there's nothing no product left okay cool thank you kevin what about you man what's uh what's your process as you're finishing wiping you know, you got that final wipe. I'm, I'm guessing you're like everybody else. You're going over the edges. You're really oh, making yeah. sure you get your everything. But how you look for a high spot, man? What's your technique? Well, like I said before, I mean, typically I have someone going behind me if they're not too busy. Oh, no. Uh, sorry. I, I was talking to Kevin. My bad, Edward. Oh, sorry. I thought you said me. No, no, no. I was trying to talk to Kevin. My bad. So, of course, you call me when I'm about to eat, but that's cool. No problem. <laughs> Uh, you know, basically the same as everybody else that pushing the extra over, I found works pretty well, uh, just to stay off the high spots, but I did have a question on application, how important or needed is crosshatch versus just a regular up and down. Great question. Well, Great I'm going to recoat my car actually uh, Labor Day weekend, and I'm going to do a half and half just to see because it's black. Um, and I'm just going to see if there's any differential within the application because I've never thought about yeah. that. Because, you know, some. Listen, Kevin, I, I, love the I love the question, man. I do. Because Nick and I have different 
uh, processes for this. Nick has actually always just been a straight. And he actually laughs at me and says, well, if you do it good enough, you don't have to crosshatch. And I go, hey, listen, I just always crosshatched. Like, we have different application techniques we put on. I've always done like a little star pattern, draw a box, crosshatch it inside the box. Like, that's just, it's always been. Whatever your process is and however you do it, what you need to make sure, right? Here's the problem that arises, Kevin, is many times guys will start with drawing their box first and they'll start up here and all the product gets put on down one side and over to the other side. So the, you know, and then you're basically your box has a lot more product than once you finally start doing your lines in the middle. So the purpose of the crosshatch would be because ultimately in your application, what you're trying to accomplish is every part of this box or panel that you're working on, you want the same amount of coding here as you do here to here to here. So every part of your panel should have all the same amount of coding. That's why many people teach a crosshatch. And listen, crucify me, do whatever you want. I've even been known to do a little Miyagi action because I just find it sometimes easier to just throw a little circle and go around. I get it. Call me crazy. Throw me to the wolves. I get it. I didn't scratch the car. I didn't put on swirl marks. Nick, we talked about this the other day. Like, it's super funny. So I don't really think cross-hatching or single process is as important as just making sure that you get even coverage of the product all the way around, however you want to do it. Yeah. So you'd have, if you're going to do my method, it's, you got to have, you got to draw your box differently as what we found. So let's say I'm going to do just a flat, you know, hood of some kind, there's no body line except for the edge of the hood. And I'm going to do the top left of it. What you do is you take your initial droppers, you put them on your applicator, you draw your line in the middle of that section you're gonna do, okay? Then you go around and you box around that middle line and then you go over the middle line. You see where I'm going? Now, every time I go over that middle line, I'm picking up any excess product. And so now in the middle of my box is all of my product. It's not anywhere near the end. And so, that's how you get, we found, uh, you know, even coverage. And actually I've always had better luck. Uh, I don't think there's a right and a wrong. It's whatever makes you feel comfortable. But now I find that we can do a lot more surface area at a time, even with something like Trey or, or, or uh, you know, other coding companies that we use in the past, because none of my product was near my edges. My high spot really, I never had enough product to push massive amounts to the next panel um, because it was just even on that edge. Wiping obviously helps that as we discussed already, but it would be to separate your box from your initial draw line in the middle of the box you're gonna go, then go around that and then start to go through that line straight back and forth. You'll get a ton of good coverage and you won't have to cross hatch. But if you started, like Marty said, near the edge, it'd be very hard to go in a straight line because you, you would have all the product at the very top edge of whatever, wherever you started. Nice. Yeah, Kevin, good question. Good question. Derek? Oh, I was just going to say the, um, 
like like kind of like you guys were saying, it's like getting. I, I I'm doing what you're doing, Marty. Where you do like either the star pattern, but lately I've been doing like I draw my box out and then kind of just fill in that box to get the majority of the coating all out. So like I said, you don't get a ton. You get most of the coatings on the edges. You fill in your box, and as long as you get enough of the material on, you can see like the lines going from the coating. Then you're usually okay. I mean, I, I've had a lot of guys like where they're um. Like you're saying, they, they think they have to do the cross-hatch pattern no matter what. Like they have to do it back and down. They have to do it up and down. And if they don't do it, but then they end up wiping, I think, too much. They just keep wiping and wiping and wiping and wiping. And then after a while, you're like, hey, yeah. like as long as you get it on there and it's it's doing its thing and it's bonded to the panel, you can come in and buff it off and you're okay. Um, you don't really need to come back and do like another, like I said, another layer or just keep going and keep applying. Like as long as you get your box out, you're good to go. Yeah, cool. Joe Clean, man, how do you how do you fix high spots? What's your way you found a high spot? What do you do to fix a high spot? I mean, after I can did the maintenance twice, like three months later, or no, 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 no. You're there. You just coated the car. You noticed it's a high spot. Oh my bad. You don't ever do that, do you? Yeah, you know, so no get... streaks on your windows. No don't. high spots. Don't no tire that. shine fling. I get it. My bad. Let, let me go over somebody else. Let me go over somebody else. Oh, so I would take seriously. I'll use that same um, applicator and depending on how soon I see it, and I rub it with a little bit more pressure because again, there's no grains of sand or anything. So I apply pressure, and sometimes it comes out. And then I had it to where I just use a polishing cream, and I'll put it on my microfiber towel and put it on my finger, and I'll just rub that area. Mm -hmm. And how fat, how quick I see it, I can get it out. But if I didn't see it until after I was done, I would have to pull out my little DA and just sit on top of it for a little while with the one-step polish. Cool. I like it. All right, Derek. I think it's time. It's been a great episode, guys. Thanks so much. Great discussion on ceramic coatings. But you know what? It's time. It's time to tab out. It's time to close it down. Derek, what's the tab out question of the night? All righty. So this was this is one I had saved up from last week because uh, we had a, such a heated discussion last week. So when you die, if you were cremated, would you be sprinkled into somebody's gas tank to give them an extra ten miles per uh, extra ten miles per hour on the highway, or would you be sprinkled into a ceramic coating bottle to give a lifetime of protection? Ooh, Easy. Ooh, Easy. I like it. Why would I want to be burned off in 10 miles like I was in a Hummer? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Lifetime. All right, so, Joe. <laughs> listen, Joe, are you going in the gas tank to boost somebody's octane level? Or are you going on their paint to help protect them? I will go on their paint to help protect them. Right. I go on my mom's car. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I get it. I get it. I just thought maybe just after you rolled around on that vet, you'd be ready to, to get into some octane. <laughs> I get it. All right, Dustin, I imagine you're an octane guy there. Are you going to go in a gas tank and boost somebody's octane or... He going on to protect the paint. No, man, I, I'm going in the gas tank. 
Uh, you would. I tell you what. Yeah. My, <laughs> and, and and it's got to be in my buddy's uh, Dodge Daytona. Hell yeah, does my oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's uh. Wait. It, so you uh, got other buddies that have Dodges? I know it. That's the way you Dodge guys are. You yeah. always got to stick together. He's a he's a big Mopar guy. We God him and I you. both did the body work to it. It's painted plum crazy purple. Ooh, and uh, ooh. it's an old Dodge Daytona, and uh, it's got a high compression SRT4 engine in it, and we got the turbo for it out of a junkyard, which came out of a six seven Cummins engine. We had to cut part of the firewall out uh, in order to fit said turbo, and uh, I know that he would send me out the proper way, which is wide open, burning the freaking tires off that thing. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> that would be a great way to go out for you, though, Dustin. I agree. I agree. Absolutely. Is there another way? I mean, that, that's the only way. If somebody doesn't burn the tires off of something at my funeral, forget it. That, that, <laughs> that's the only way to go. I love it. I love it. Mark, what about you? You going in the gas tank or going on the paint? I'm going on Jesse's car. I'm gonna make Je I'm gonna make myself go on. I'm gonna make it so I have to go on Jesse's car. So if he switches partners after I'm dead, he always has a piece of me. I always have to get my cut in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jesse. What about you then, huh? Cooling right off, my boy. <laughs> No man, I'm going. I'm going gas tank all the way, man. Look, look. I drive. I drive a 1.5 liter, 113 horsepower Honda engine, man. If I I can make somebody's day with a little bit of boost, I'm going. If I'm gone, I'm gone. I don't need to be on there for years. I'm gonna give somebody a little fun for the day, man. All right, I like that. I like that. Hey, Martinez, we called out you earlier. Are you around or not? I don't think so. All right, Kevin, what about you, brother? I'm going to be the first lifetime coding. <laughs> oh, 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 first ever. I'll wait, I'll wait for someone to say that. I'll wait. Just like Wu-Tang, it's going to be forever, baby. Simple as that. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, Edward. Oh uh, yeah, I'm going on the paint. Oh yeah, why? Why you say that? Ah, uh, well, around here, I mean, if you go to the Parkway, scenery. Hell, maybe uh, get to visit some places I've never been to. If you're on the paint, mm. <laughs> nice you're in the gas thought. tank. I mean, nice you ain't seeing much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. The, I mean, what if uh, someone put me on a semi truck, man? Hell, I'd get to see all the way from here to California. Oh, I've never even been outside of Tennessee, so <laughs> it'd be and, cool. Hey, you didn't get blown out of the back of a Dodge. I mean, that's got to be better, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God, Marty. This, this, is, this is bullshit. <laughs> Marty, listen, I used to be a Dodge guy, okay? I, I've had three Dodges. Used to be, life. man. I'm, I love it. it resurrected. Used to be. Got I'm saved. done with it, though. Thanks. I'm not getting another Dodge. I'm out. 
Speaking of Doug, you saw that the challengers are done. That's it. They're coming out in the last couple of years, and that, they're coming out with some more special models, and that's it. But they're done. No more Doug. Yeah, Hemi, Hemi's done. I think. I don't think they're making any more. It's so sad. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm sad. I'm, gonna, I'm buying a challenger. I, I am gonna. I've wanted a challenger for a while now, and I'm gonna scoop up a Hellcat here Oof. sooner or later. Ooh, such a nice car. Little Hell Kitty. Yeah, I, I like them, man. I've always been a big fan of the Challenger. I mean, yeah, they're boats, but the bodywork on them is just beautiful. I love them. I like, I like working on them. Yep. Uh, so if I could put a Hellcat in a garage, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not gonna buy a brand new one, but you know, a couple years old or something. Uh, I, I think it's a car that I would really enjoy. Cool. All right, Brandon from Tim's. You're in South Carolina or wherever you might be later in life. Don't know. You, uh, your ashes are going to get sprinkled inside somebody's gas tank. You're going to have to roll around and get somebody excited to have a lot of fun bursting in speed. Or you go cruise with them. Cruise around and protect their paint and see everything they get to see. That is good perspective, Edward. Nobody had talked about that. Yeah, that is great perspective. Good. I like it. Brandon, so what about you, man? Which which direction are you going? I think I'm going in the gas tank. Let somebody have one one last go around, have some fun. So one last burst of speed. All right. I, I didn't take you as a speed guy though. Uh, I, I have had some some fast cars. So <laughs> I've had a Firebird and a Camaro as my first two cars. So I've I've had some speed. There you go. And then you were done. Took it your first cars, and you're like, ah, I'm good. Yeah, cruise around now. Yeah. I still got Firebird though. It's uh, oh, you still got it? Yeah, I still got it. It's '94. It's I still got it. It's gonna be a. It was gonna be a project till I found the Colorado, and then I turned that into the project car. But it's oh, next. This next get that Firebird back in the schedule though. That would be pretty cool yeah. if you did finished out. Yeah, it's if you want to sell it, do what? If you want to sell it, holler at your boy. That's <laughs> <laughs> like the community. There we one go. thing that I have sentimental value over. Man, they're if they're in really good shape, and especially manual transmission, those cars are worth gold. They're fun. Yeah, no doubt. All right, cooking with Nick. Uh, I know you don't have the steak on yet, but everybody's gonna go look at it at its underscore grooms later. Uh, but what about you? I imagine, listen, I bet you we can already guarantee you what cooking with Nick's going to be, right? Cooking with Nick's all about that speed, hearing it blow out of the, the boost and the exhaust. And that's. I have a tuner for that. I'm going on the paint. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, dude. I've got a, I've got a, I've got a guy with a business that changes the speed of my car. makes it faster. I can blow the tires off all I want, but you telling me I can make any paint invincible, it's going to be on the car that I pass down to my kids. So Papa's old Mustang or Mini or whatever he's passing down to his kids with invincible paint, that's the legacy I want to live on. That's going to be a beautiful, shiny piece of art that my kids get to appreciate and remember me by. That's what I'm going with. Dude, I love that, Nick. That's awesome, man, because you're right. It's not shiny. It's not amazing right now, but I got my dad's old Grand Wagoneer in my garage. And you're right. Hey, as I got something for you, too. Yeah, as long as you're hanging out and around there, then it's part of it. 
And we got Ooh. a steak on the grill, right. man. It looks yeah. awesome. Ooh. Ooh. Well, I got a steak lines. on the grill. Definitely. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Fun episode. Good discussions about ceramic coating problems that people run into, fixing high spots and all that good stuff. And of course, anytime we can uh, have a good discussion with Dustin about his, you know, I don't know, the way he went backwards in life and bought a Dodge. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, my God. oh man tough crowd tonight jeez <laughs> tough crowd tough crowd uh listen i got a story that i'll share another night and i thought it was a dodge but it happened to be a ford so i'll Ooh. share that one time i you know there are some of those ford owners too that get a little aggressive so guys thanks so much fun discussion dustin good to see you as always thanks for having a good spirit about it mark Peace. and jesse Thank you guys for hopping back in. Always great to see you all. Good talks. Joe Clean, man. It's a pleasure. Love it. Martinez, maybe next time we'll get you on the unmute part. Uh, Kevin from Supreme, good to see you, brother. Hopefully you enjoy your meal. Nick, cooking with Nick. I know you'll enjoy yours and Edwards, man. Keep those views coming, man. Still the best views and detailing right there. All right, guys. Enjoy your week. See you all next time on the Community Pub. See you all. Yeah. Peace, peace, peace. Hey, this is Marshall. What a fun time on the pub. I've had a few beers. We had a great discussion. You know what I'm missing now? Hmm. I think it might be you. Hey, you should be on the community pub. I bet you you'll have some great things that you would like to get off your chest and talk about while you're drinking a nice cold beer. Hey, hop on. It's every Wednesday night, 7.30 Central, Zoom ID 918-800-1188, and you get to be a part of community. Hey, this is Marshall, and I hope you make it a great day.